We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Top Dogs Podcast here on the Field of 68 Media Network. My name is Rob Doster, and we have a UConn victory to talk about. On Friday night, the Huskies went into Hinkle Fieldhouse and beat Butler 88-81, to behind 20 points from Alex Caravan, 17 points, 5 assists from Tristan Newton. Uh, Stephen Castle probably had his best game as a UConn Husky, 14 points, 9 boards, 4 assists, 2 steals, 5 and 9 from the floor. He even made a 3, which is uh, one of the more surprising developments of the college basketball season to date. It was a big 3-2. It put UConn up by 3 in the second half after they made a nice little run there um a lot of things that we have to get to uh talking about this game and then we're going to talk a little bit about xavier and and uh what that game on wednesday night is going to look like and i also want to make sure that we do spend a little bit of time um diving into the reaction from uh the field of 68 after dark fan had some things that he wanted to say about uconn basketball moving forward and i think that it is interesting i just want to weigh in on all that and then i'll drop in the audio from uh from fanta terrence oglesby and tyler hansbro on uh on on friday night's uh field of 68 after dark episode before we do all that you know what i gotta ask rate review subscribe do all of those things that would make me as happy as a podcast or wherever you are listening to this podcast or watching this podcast, whether it is on audio, on Spotify, on Apple, on YouTube, wherever it is, all of those interactions help. If you appreciate this content, the best way to help contribute is by doing some kind of interacting with it. engagement. That's the name of the game. Engagement, engagement, engagement. Um, the first thing I want to talk about. Uh, with this game is that small ball lineup. I was talking about it beforehand. I talked about it with Jared last week on uh, on, on the crossover episode with my guy over at uh, the CT Scoreboard Podcast. But the lineup with Alex Caravan at the five, Steph Castle at the four, Tristan Newton, Cam Spencer, and Asan Diara. Not only is it so much fun, not only is it so uh, so high scoring and electric and they can get out and run the floor, but I think that they were more or less unstoppable offensively. We saw more of it in the second half against Butler than we did in the first half, and it's part of the reason why UConn scored 53 points in 20 minutes of basketball. It's part of the reason why uh, they scored, I believe it was on all but seven of their possessions in the second half of the game, which is an absurd number for a college basketball game. 
Um, and for my money, it's the reason that they were able to win that game. It's the reason why they were able to go on the road and pick up a victory against Butler. I know the Bulldogs are uh, struggling record-wise in the Big East. They are 1-3 and three in conference, and they have lost three in a row. But two of those were on the road against Providence and St. John's, who are both good. Uh, and the other one was against UConn. That is a tough three-game stretch. For my money, Butler is probably going to end up being uh, a, a tournament team, at least borderline um, on the bubble uh, they have a win over Boise State. They have a win over Texas Tech, and they don't have a single loss on their resume that is ugly at this point, depending on what happens with St. John's, Michigan State, and Florida Atlantic. But those are their three bad losses. Technically speaking, according to the metrics, the worst loss that they suffered at Providence. That should tell you everything you need to know about where Butler is uh, right now. So good win, impressive win. Um, again, the small ball lineup, I think, is something that, that really, really works. Where uh, the issue comes in to play. There, well, there's two issues that, that I, we need to discuss here, and they both kind of stem from the same thing, the defensive side of the ball. And that is a conversation that we really need to start having because UConn has gone from being a team that was ranked somewhere in the top 10 in adjusted defensive efficiency on Ken Palm to currently ranking, uh, as we record this podcast, 37th nationally in adjusted defensive efficiency on Ken Palm. Uh, there is a website that does something similar to Ken Palm called uh, barttorvik.com, and what Torvik allows you to do is be able to uh, get a fit, like adjusted efficiencies for certain time frames and um, and adjust the the amount of games that you're looking at. So if you just look at the point in the schedule where UConn is playing without Donovan Klingon, which is Seton Hall, St. John's, um, DePaul, and Butler, essentially the Big East portion of their schedule. UConn is 32nd nationally in offensive adjusted efficiency, 139th nationally in adjusted defensive efficiency, and 56th overall in college basketball in uh, in efficiency margin, according to Torvik. Um, if you just look at Big East play, UConn is still sitting at eighth in the conference in adjusted defensive efficiency, according to Kempom. The only teams behind them, Georgetown, DePaul, and those Butler Bulldogs who they just beat on the road. Uh, the biggest issue obviously, is playing without Donovan Klingon. I, I feel like this goes without saying, but when you don't have Donovan out there, UConn does not have the perimeter defenders to be able to guard the way that Dan Hurley wants to be able to guard. They do not have the perimeter defenders to be able to, to eliminate the dribble penetration. Um, and I think that that is something where um, I don't know if if what UConn is going to do is try to find a way to uh, defend differently, um, defend with a different mindset, or uh, if it's going to be something where they gamble a little bit less. But I do believe that um, that is where, if you want to find a way to be able to have an answer to the season, uh, that is where it has to be, because it has to be better than it was. Uh, it has to be better than it's been the last couple of games. And I think that that is something that uh, even Dan Hurley would tell you um, is the case, and I don't think it would necessarily need to be something in a moment of honesty. They gave up 75 points on 62 possessions to Seton Hall, who was able to get to the rim whenever they wanted. They gave up 81 points on 68 possessions against Butler, who was able to get to the basket and get whatever they wanted offensively. Now, um, like I mentioned, the biggest reason for this is the absence of Donovan Klingon. What UConn was able to get away with with him in there is – that they could get out and they could pressure on the perimeter and allow guys like the, the game plan was, well, it was not the game plan. That's probably the wrong way to phrase it, but uh, it was fine with them to run people off the three point line and get beat off the dribble because they knew 
that one, they are, they rotate better as good as anybody in college basketball um, defensively. And two, uh, if you, if let's just say Tristan Newton gets beat off the bounce by someone, you got the great wall of Bristol back there. You got a seven foot three monster that is as good as anybody when it comes to being a rim protector and seven foot three with a seven, seven wingspan and understanding how to be in the way. Donovan Klingon is as good as anybody in college basketball out there. There's a reason why people are projecting him as a lottery pick, and it's because of how tall he is and how good he is at just kind of being in the way on that end of the floor. He understands how to do it. He understands where he needs to be positionally. And UConn understands how if someone gets beat, they can rotate and they can jump switch and they can do all of these different things to be able to uh, make up for some of those deficiencies. When you don't have Klingon out there, then it becomes an entirely different ballgame. Like, I don't think Samson Johnson is a bad defensive player. Right. He's had a couple blocks. Um, he puts in the effort. He's uh, he's at least like aggressive enough on the glass, but he's definitely not what Donovan Klingon is. And that's not a shot at him. It's just, you know, is what it is. It's the fact of life. Like it just when you when you replace one of the best defenders in college basketball with a guy who's like a replacement level defender in college basketball, you're going to see a drop off when what you do defensively kind of centers around that dude. It's what I would compare it to is um, replacing a superstar point guard with a backup point guard and then expecting your offense to continue humming the way that it was humming when you had the superstar point guard that made everything easy for everybody else. Um, I think that is the importance that Donovan Klingon has on the, that end of the floor. And um, it just changes everything. And the I think the good news is that the injury that he's dealing with is not something that is going to keep him out forever. Um, I think the, ba- the, the, the bad news is that when you are dealing with foot stuff in the middle of a season, it becomes very difficult to find a way to keep somebody in shape when a lot of maintaining the health in season is holding specific guys out of practice or specific guys out of sections of practice and trying to, uh, maintain the wear and tear and, and make sure that they they don't get exhausted by the end of the season, right? Like what is the, uh, it's like when the load management stuff that we talk about with NBA teams and all that, right? It, it's, it's very difficult to be able to get a good dude in shape in the middle of a year when you're also trying to make sure that he's a seven foot three guy that's not dealing with foot injuries. So like, that's the, that is the balance that the UConn coaching staff is going to have to try to find. It's not going to be an easy thing to do. Um, and it's, it kind of feels like one of those things where uh, making it take a little bit longer to be able to ensure that you have Klingon present for the tournaments in March could end up being the thing that is most important because the the biggest like look the biggest concern that I have is it's one thing to be able to like asking a dude with some of these foot problems to go out there and play twice a week. It's a completely different story if he's got to play three games in three days in Madison Square Garden or two games in three days. Um, in the NCAA tournament. So making sure that he is healthy at the most important and and critical time of the college basketball calendar is something that uh, I think is, it's, I mean, it's not going to be easy to figure out. Let's just call it what it is. It's not going to be easy to figure out, but uh, on the positive side, uh, Alex Caravan really, really, really damn good against Butler. I, I, the, the reason why I love this small ball lineup so much is it allows a dude who is uh, a, a really capable shooter and penetrator when he has an advantageous matchup to be able to take advantage of those matchups. Um, and it just makes UConn so hard to guard because then you have four of the guys on the floor that are effectively like point guards, right? Um, 
you lose a little bit of the ball, uh, the 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 floor spacing, because you have um, you have Steph Castle out there with Asan Diar in the lineup that I'm, I'm referring to. But you have three guys that are by position point guards in Steph Castle, Asan Diara, and um, Tristan Newton. You have a fourth guy who's in his fifth college basketball season and has averaged at least three assists in every single one of those five seasons that he has been a college basketball player in Camp Spencer. So um, it, there, it's not surprising to me that UConn's office hasn't dropped off, not even a single bit without Donovan Klingon. They've actually been better offensively um, when he uh, – well, then I don't want to say that. But it hasn't dropped off a bit without missing their, their all American, uh, center. So, um, it, that, that is a good sign to me. And it's something where if you can find ways to get, uh, that lineup better on the defensive end and bring the floor of that group up, uh, which I do think is certainly possible. Um, maybe you switch one through five, maybe you, uh, do a couple of different things. Maybe that's more of like a two, two, one to, to, uh, slow the clock, clock down, the shot clock down a little bit. And you play as I don't, whatever it is, there's creative ways that you can get into, to be able to change what you're doing defensively, um, to allow that group to be out there. And, uh, I think the most important thing is that, it, that, that lineup, I don't think you want to be playing 30 minutes a game with the small ball lineup with Caravan at the five for mostly because you're going to end up getting Caravan, uh, Alex Caravan a foul trouble for most of the, a lot of these games. Um, but I do think it's something where, and, and you know, I mentioned this on the pod with Jared, uh, having that lineup be the death lineup where you get five, six, seven, eight minutes of it in the game, like three minutes here, three minutes there, two minutes in another spot. And it can get you a couple of like seven to two spurts, maybe an 8-4 run here, maybe something where they score 10 points and give up six. But if you have two or three different points in the game where you could put that lineup on the floor and know that you're going to win by two or three possessions, by two or three buckets when you put it on the floor, then all of a sudden that kind of changes the course of a game. You're you're winning those periods by eight to ten points, and uh, that could be the difference between winning a lot of games and having a lot of really close games where it comes down to a final possession. So I love the idea of that being a death lineup, and I'm – I uh, I am positive that those are conversations that are happening in the UConn offices right now. That that staff is too smart not to do something like that. So um, great sign. And last point I want to make about the before I forget about the uh, the the Butler game is that that is a that was a Friday night road game nationally televised, packed building, fifteen thousand people I believe it is that fit in the uh, that that fit in Hinkle Field House, um, a rejuvenated team with a but like look that butler team's got a lot of dudes you know uh, uh dj davis is a really good player pierre brooks has, has really proven to be a difficult matchup for big east opponents and i love the the telfort kid I'm, I'm blanking on his first name in the moment um but that's that's a very very good team that I, again i think is good enough to be a tournament team we'll see if they're able to put together enough wins but uh I, they should be in and around the bubble all season long so being able to come back on the road without your star five man with a bunch of guys in foul trouble um, and be able to win that game and execute and make the shots that you need to make. That's the stuff that really, really good teams do. And uh, I just, I was very impressed with some of the composure for some of these guys offensively. Got to get better defensively, start getting some stops, but I was very, very impressed with that. And um, I think that UConn fans should be very happy about it. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data 
and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, let's uh, get into a quick little preview of UConn playing Xavier in the Cintas Center Wednesday night, January 10th. That is an 8.30 tip on FS1. I believe that John Fanta will be on the call for that one. I know that uh, we are recording the DTF podcast on Wednesday morning, and he told me that he will be doing it from the Cintas Center from Cincinnati. So uh, that's something that will be interesting to uh, to follow. And you know how much I love John Fanta when he's on the call. That's my guy. Um I think that this is actually a little bit of a difficult matchup for uh, for UConn. On, on the one hand, if there's anybody that I trust to be able to find a way to exploit matchups with a team that has some exploitable tendencies, it's Sean Miller. Uh, he is just a fantastic basketball coach, a fantastic basketball mind, and someone that I really do believe is going to be able to uh, create problems for UConn on the defensive end of the floor. And part of the reason I believe that is he's got three guys that I think are going to be able to kind of get wherever they want to get to on a basketball court. Quincy Oliveri is, is he had a slow start to the season, but he's really come along strong um, in the last couple of weeks. Uh, he had a run of like six straight games where he scored over 20 points. Uh, he had 29 in a 20-point in a home win um, over Seton Hall, the only team in the Big East that has actually beaten Seton Hall. How about that? Seton Hall has beaten Marquette. They've beaten UConn. They've won at Providence, and their only loss this season is at Xavier, which is where uh, UConn is going to play on um, on uh, Wednesday night. And look, this is a game that Xavier really does need to win. They are two and one in the Big East. They are currently, as it stands, I believe eight and seven, uh, seven and seven overall, and they got a couple ugly wins on there. Um, on their resume right now, but a win over Cincinnati at home. Uh, they got St. Mary's on a neutral, which still looks pretty good. So uh, they are not out of the NCAA tournament picture by any stretch of the imagination. And in order for them to have any chance to get there, these are the wins that they got to get. They got to protect their home court. They got to get UConn. They got to get Marquette. They got to get Creighton. They got to get Providence. They got to get teams like that in their building. Uh, so this is a massive opportunity for them. That is going to be a loud, loud, loud building. Uh, and it's not going to be an easy place to go and win, not with this matchup, not with this team. Um, the one thing I will say about them, uh, I, I think that the, the key to me is going to be slowing down Oliveri, obviously, but also keeping Des Claude out of the paint. He, he's a guy, a Connecticut kid from New Haven, um, 
who's kind of he's not quite as good as I thought he was going to end up being this year because I thought that this could end up being like his All-American breakout season. But he's had big games. He scored double figures in all but one game, ironically, the uh, the Seton Hall game that they won at home. Um, and, um, you know, at his size, he's he's good. He, I think Steph Castle is going to be put on him. So hopefully that's something where Steph can kind of shut him down and keep him from being able to get in the lane and create. But uh, he's one of the better passers on this roster, and he is a guy who they can kind of run offense through. Um, the front court, I'm not that concerned about. Like, they're, it's just a – like, they got a big dude in the Boo Uzman who uh, is able to create some issues because of – his size and his strength and his physicality and his toughness. He's going to get on the glass, especially the offensive glass. So Samson's going to have a work cut out for him. But um, this is the kind of matchup where that small ball lineup with Carabin at the five, I, I just don't see any way that Uzman is going to be able to stay with him on the perimeter. So um, hopefully that's something where uh, it, it, they, you kind of can find a way to to make that be effective. But again, the biggest, biggest, biggest difficulty here is going to be dealing with the uh, ability that um, that Xavier has on the offensive end of the floor. They got guards. They got guards that can penetrate. They got guards that can put the ball on the floor. They got creators. They got guys that are going to make problems, uh, create problems for UConn on the defensive end. There's one thing we know about this UConn team is that they can have problems on the defensive end of the floor. So we'll see what happens there. Um, I think that we'll have a much better sense of where this group is after that Xavier game. Um, if there continues to be the defensive issues that we've seen uh, the last two games, that's something, I mean, maybe we just got to get some HCH up to uh, to Donovan and, and get him healthy and, and find a way to fix, the, fix that foot problem. But uh, other than that, I just – UConn is really good, and, and this is the kind of game where if they can win a close game on the road against Xavier, these are the ones that are going to determine whether or not you can win a Big East title, right? Where you're going on the road to the tough environments early in the season, Xavier still has something to fight for. Um, and, uh, like, look, Xavier gets Marquette at home in the last game of the regular season on March 9th. They get Creighton at home on February 10th. They get Villanova at home on February 7th. So, um there's a chance that their season could kind of like not really be playing for anything when you get to mid-February. There's a real chance that when you get to that game against Marquette, they're not really playing for anything at that point. But right now, they still have something to play for. So when you get a team in the calendar can often uh, determine what kind of opponent you're going to face in that moment. And when when you are going into the Cintas Center when it is rocking, it's not an easy place to play. UConn fans at this point should know that. People listening to this are going to know that. So uh, that is that that's that's why I think that this could end up being a difference maker, man. Like this this if I had to if I was if I was going to make predictions on how this works, I do think that uh, there is a much better chance that Marquette is able to get the victory in the Centon Center the way that the season is kind of scheduled out than UConn will. So being able to get this win is something where you will have a leg up, uh, I believe. So um, it was a little convoluted way of saying this is an important game that you got to get if you're going to find a way to be able to win a Big East regular season championship because some of the other teams that you're competing with are probably going to find ways to win this game. So uh, we'll see if they can end up getting it done. Um, and I guess we'll see. Uh, the pro we'll probably talk again uh, after the Xavier win, maybe on Thursday, maybe on Friday. Um, I'm not that concerned about uh, Georgetown coming to town. Um, 
hopefully that's not famous last words, but uh, I said this with, with Jared and I've said that a couple of times. The one good thing about the way that the injury landed with Klingon is that two of the four games are games that they shouldn't need Donovan Klingon to be available to win. UConn's already won one of them. We'll find out if they're able to get it done with the second one. Let's go now to that Friday night after dark episode. John Fanta, Terrence Oglesby, Tyler Hansborough. This is Rob Dosser, Top Dogs. As you guys know by now, we've partnered with BetMGM Sportsbook for this college basketball season. We're going to be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks and predictions throughout the college basketball season. And we are going to have special offers for you, the listeners and the viewers on the field of 68 each and every week during the season. If you haven't signed up with BetMGM yet, use the bonus code FIELD1500 and you will get up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager on BetMGM Sportsbook. Here's what you got to do. Download the BetMGM app. Sign up using the bonus code FIELD1500. Deposit at least $10 and place your first wager on any game. You will receive up to $1,500 in bonus bets if that bet loses. Just make sure you use the bonus code FIELD1500 when you sign up. And remember, BetMGM is now available under one wallet in select states. As a New Jersey resident, this is super convenient for me when I have to go cover games in New York or Philly. When cross the state borders, just log into your existing account instead of having to create new accounts in each state that you go to. And most importantly, I got to let you know, we do have some fun stuff coming up for this college basketball season. Bet insurance tokens, college hoops odds boosts, my personal favorite, parlay odds boosts. So download the BetMGM app today. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Welcome back to the Field of 68 After Dark, John Fanta. <laughs> I, Tyler, did you just snatch another kill? <laughs> yes. Okay, congratulations. Uh, hey. Tyler Hansborough, who I think might be playing some video games tonight on this Friday evening. We've got college basketball talk as well. Final score from Hinkle Fieldhouse. UConn 88, Butler 81. Okay, 
So the Huskies have won three in a row after that that stumble of a loss in their Big East opener to Seton Hall. Connecticut outscores Butler 53-39 to in the second half. T.O., UConn scored in all but seven possessions in the second half of the game. And, and I said that they only won the game by seven. You know, that kind of speaks to Butler's improved offense, but UConn yep. wins this game. The Huskies are down Donovan Klingon, yet they're 13-2, and two, and they've won three in a row without him. What's your take on UConn, and are they finding out something new, San Klingon? No, they're not finding out anything new. I mean, they, they found a recipe that works. They found the formula, Fanta. They found the formula. Now, Camp Spencer, some of these plays – Guys, it, energy, the ball finds the most energy. Cam Spencer had a play today where he goes down, gets the offensive rebound, calls timeout. Out of the break, he ends up with the ball and hits a three. Like, it, he has been that kind of guy his entire career, whether it's been at Rutgers or now at UConn. That guy is unbelievable in the last four minutes of a basketball game. The Huskies played harder in the second half. They made things happen, and they were relentless. 11 offensive rebounds. And I would venture to guess that most of those were in the second half. Look, Butler's better this year. I love Posh Alexander. I love the fact that they have a couple of different guys that can get a bucket. But this UConn team and Alex Caravan, Caravan just makes the right play. It's not pretty. It's not fast. It's not athletic or overly athletic. He's a good enough athlete. He plays at UConn. So let's not go crazy here and say he's a bad athlete because he plays at UConn. I get it before everybody just starts jumping down my throat. But he just makes the right play consistently. And whenever you have some of these lightning rods at other spots, it's always good to have a guy like that. I mean, my goodness, Cam Spencer, he's just a winner. He's not as athletic as Jordan Hawkins, but he's done just about as much impressively at the end of games as Jordan did just because he just finds ways to make an impact. Even when his shot doesn't go in, he still finds other ways to be a massive part of what they do. They play hard. They're tough. And, man, they're hard to guard. Do you think, Tyler Hansborough, Connecticut can be the first repeat national champion since Billy Donovan's Florida Gators? I do. I, I believe in UConn. I, I think this team plays hard. They have great chemistry, and they have – I talk about it uh, all the time. They have an underrated aspect of basketball. They have great spirit. They all pull for each other. They make winning plays. Uh, you know, T.O. just talked about it, Cam Spencer. Uh, he makes, you know, he gets his team going. He can give you a lot, but also they have some depth. Uh, they have guys that can score, step up, and play. And also, once Klingon gets healthy and he's able to come back and have a huge impact, that's just going to make them that much better. And, you know, you talked about it. They went on a deep run or a big run in the second half. Well, there's a reason for that. That's because UConn makes other teams guard them and it makes them guard them for a long time. They run a, a you know, a, a fast-paced offense where there's a lot of movement and guys are in different rotations, and it wears, wears teams down and makes them tired. And, uh, you know, ultimately, to me, that's why they went on such a, a big run in the second half. They're a hard team to play against. They play so hard, too. They really do. This Connecticut team is the most complete team in the Big East. And they are absolutely a national title contender. And I do believe they're finding some things out about their identity and growing that identity. They might not be finding anything new out, but they're growing an identity. They could play smaller and win. They could yep. beat you in a lot of different ways. Offensively, they're as t 
tough to guard as any team in college basketball. Cam Spencer has been a top three transfer portal ad in college hoops in the offseason. Why? He fits Dan Hurley. Dan Hurley fits him. This is a perfect combination. Alex Caravan's beyond his years, and Tristan Newton's an All-American. All these things are true, and this team is only going to keep picking up steam. This Husky squad, this Huskies program, could be entering a golden era. Dan Hurley's got it mastered. He knows how to win. He knows what it takes to win. And once you win one, we've come to learn in stores, they can come in bunches. Those are my thoughts on the current state of UConn. I think they're just getting started. And I love Spencer. That kid coming. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.